When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And I've completely forgotten what we're putting in the podcast. I have so Andy it's can enlighten me. Comedian Matt Price with a he was very great. interesting show that he's got planned yeah. for Edinburgh. With a great he was very good. I liked him. That. I listened to that. Yeah, it was funny. And um, Troy, our old friend Troy Townsend came Yeah, in. with Macca B. He was a he, reggae legend. Oh, he's worked with some of the greats of reggae, including the Whalers over the years. And a really positive message. Yeah. It was good. Done a, a, a new song for uh, Kick It Out, which you'll hear a bit of. Uh, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we, about various uh, yeah, matters, various covered stuff. some ground. You had some good ideas for us uh, on the restaurant front. All will be revealed, of course. It'll all make sense now. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. And according to uh, Owen Morgan, yesterday's defeat was not hugely disappointing. Nothing to see here. Well, it was for me and everyone else who supports England, I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah. And uh, Sky have had their best viewing figures for cricket for 13 years. Really? Shame about the semi-final and final then, isn't it? And uh, <laughs> may fall off a cliff. Look, we're still in it, Andy. Oh, yes. I mean, we're making the point here that we could we could, we could, could do about New Zealand losing this. They've not played particularly well. They're 63 for four. And if they do lose this, obviously they have a lot more to play for uh, when we play them next week and we need a win. Mm, it I mean, was abject yesterday, though. Yeah. It was really... It was I mean, poor. all the defeats have been poor. I mean, all, uh, you know, if you if, if Australia or another team score 380 and you don't get it, fine, OK, you so get it. just very quick then, there's the Derby fan being spoken to outside the he ground. Obviously, like about Frank, Frank No, he doesn't. He looks like John... He looks like John Gregory. It's like John Gregory's gone in a time machine to when he was about 25. <laughs> That's staggering. <laughs> anyway, well, sorry. Not. Keep going. Uh, where was I? Uh, yes, yeah, so um, because it's an ICC tournament, uh, the Barmy Army's Billy the Trumpet was allowed into Lords. Really? Yeah, no wonder we lost. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so that was his fault. Yeah, well, was it's it? that sound Billy the of failure, isn't it? That yeah, terrible sound. And uh, yeah, so it's it's frustrating though because he played so well for you know four years and then you get to the tournament and yeah, I thought yesterday was abject. It's really. all between the ears, you think, don't you? Well, I mean, you know. The, the, the last two defeats, the totals haven't been massive. They yeah. haven't. And uh, and Stark got stoked. I feel for Ben Stokes. He's played brilliantly in the last two games and nobody's been able to bat with him or bat around him. It's, it, and he, he was Stark got him with a Yorker. And as far as I can see, I didn't see every single ball because I'm, I'm here doing the show. But yeah. I, I, when I did look up, I didn't see one Yorker. Yeah. The lengths look all wrong to me. So yeah, they're bold a bit short. Anyway, we'll, have, really. we'll have a bit more chat about that. Yeah, later. Derek Pringle joins us. It tells you how much um, fifty over cricket has changed. I was just looking back on the ninety-two World Cup final that Derek Pringle played in, and uh, Pakistan won that one. And their total, the England uh, were chasing two fifty, two four nine was the total yeah, that, that was they quite were a set. Total, yeah, it was. It was five runs and over. Just proved how yeah. much it's changed. Oh it? no, absolutely. Well, you, if you look at the first ever Gillette Cup, which was about sixty overs, and they scored at about three runs and over. It was absolutely <laughs> mad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Mino Riola, he's back in business, of, of course. course. He is, yeah, yeah. Really, he does have a look at the moose about him. And for now, he I went does, and checked yeah. his social media thing and it said, Happy birthday to my very good friend Romelu Lukaku. He had his yeah. arm around him. The moose did his best <laughs> ever one of those the other day. It was, um, it was, uh, today is Lionel Messi's birthday. And there was a picture of him oh, yeah. chatting to Lionel Messi. And, and as you would say, Andy, old Lionel doesn't know him from a bar of soap. <laughs> no, he doesn't. So, you know, he's smiling at him. It's quite a nice picture. Happy 32nd birthday to FC Barcelona star Lionel Messi. Have a great day, my friend. <laughs> now, I don't know if the moose was invited to Lionel's well, 32nd birthday party. I'd like to think so. Yeah. But um, that's probably one of his best ever, my friend. It's fantastic. There was it? one a little while ago. I can't remember. It was a kind of... It might have been Tardelli, someone like that, a great old Italian player. <laughs> and he's obviously gone up to him, got someone to take the picture, and he's kind of chatting to him. And the look of complete <laughs> bemusement on this Italian World Cup winner's face is just an absolute joy. His gallery, though, yeah. of him with famous people. Oh, it must be sensational. It's incredible. He could well, open his own... <clears throat> Sort of, you know, museum, the Moose Museum. Now, Andy, you're a bit of a, <clears throat> you're a coffee snob. You're a bit of a food snob as well. So I don't know if your eye would have been mm. taken today by this um, survey of uh, the most common takeaway names, takeaway shop. Names. No, no, no. no I didn't see this. Yeah. Because you, I think you're not a big fan of the takeaway. The Nando's, you like one of theirs. Yeah, now, but I'm, I'm you're not, not a big fan of the I'm takeaway. I'm not a fan of takeaway anyway because it's always a bit. When was the last time you had a kebab at about one in the morning? Um, <laughs> been a while, is it? Ever. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, we'll, one we'll, in the morning. we'll tick that one off. We'll get you a deep fried Mars bar at one in the morning in Edinburgh when we're up there. Hopeless, yeah, uh, can't next, wait. Next couple of months. Anyway, the mm. most common name for a takeaway in the UK is the Charcoal Grill. Is uh, it? 60,000 food outlets found 215 used it. In the second spot, Best Kebab. I think we need the rundown music, it was too late. Followed by Munches. Um, mm. That's right. Uh, other ones included the Golden Dragon. Yeah. China Garden, there's been a lot of those, yeah, isn't there? Obviously, really? yeah. Flames. Flames? Oh, that, that's that's chicken, like an insurance job. That's got to be chicken, isn't it? Jade Garden. Yeah, um, that's Chinese. The Kitchen, a bit dull. Great any... Wall, and we get the idea China, of that. Yeah. And Jasmine, which will probably tell you about the amount of um, Chinese takeaways we mm. have in the country. Um, the one that first, I think you can, you, some of them are very clever. These are the most common mm. ones. But occasionally a takeaway will just nail it, when they'll come up with a name and you think, Man, that's good. I remember seeing the one in Temple Bar for the first time uh, in uh, Dublin, Abracababra. That was the first time I encountered that. <laughs> that's good, that's good isn't it? Yeah, it course. makes you want to go in there. That's so good. if you've encountered, if you let's add to the rare, not not the the most popular, but um, <laughs> yeah, loads of things. Jade <clears throat> Garden, yeah, all right. Yeah, the one-offs, <laughs> the great one-offs. You've noticed maybe they didn't last very long, but little one-off takeaway names, the ones that have impressed you over the years, and we'll, we'll compile a list of the of the good ones as opposed to the most common ones. Uh, I'll kick you off then with Temple Bars. And I know it's a lot of abracababras since. There's loads of them. Mm. Uh, but that was the first one I remember seeing. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089. You can tweet to uh, TSH&J. That's T-S-H-A-N-D-J. And uh, we will, uh, yeah, bring you the best this afternoon. That's interesting, though, that the, the all those Chinese takeaways here. Mm. But did you read about the fish and chip shop in Yorkshire? It's in the paper this morning uh, called Scott's. And uh, President Xi came here with David Cameron in 2015. And they, he <coughs> ate there. Yeah. And, of course, as soon as he'd endorsed it by eating... Brilliant. All the Chinese people that come to Britain, which is quite a few tourists, yeah. they make a pilgrimage to wow. Scots in Yorkshire. So much so, they're now opening one in Sichuan province wow. in southwest China. There's going to be a Scots fish and chip shop. That's brilliant. It's good, isn't it? Wow. And there well, you're right, there are a lot. I mean, I was at Windsor Castle last week, and I'd say it was a predominantly Chinese crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it's good. They're very welcome. They come over here spending their tourist pounds. Come over is, here spending no, your money. Coming over here spending money, improving our economy. Yeah, just keep doing that. Stop saying it like that in, a, in an accusatory way when what you're actually doing is coming over here spending cash in our shops. Anyway, um, yeah. So, what about the Starship Enterprise in Evesham? That's very good. Uh, thank you from JC. That's excellent. There's quite a few cod fathers. That's yeah, one well, in Kings Lynn, says Sam. They, they all belong to Nigel Botherway. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's his, uh, that's his business. Actually, a woman tree doesn't eat fish. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, now, before we have a chat with uh, Maccabee and uh, Troy Townsend, we'll kick it out. Uh, Maccabee is here because, uh, of course, he is a seasoned reggae artiste of uh, many years and he has repurposed uh, an old song with a new lyric, and it's a very powerful one. Kick racism out of football. We'll give you a little bit of a flavour of the song now. Calling on the clubs, the FA and the media. Kick out racism, that's the procedure. Zero tolerance in every era. Flush it out like bad bacteria. Get the racism off of the terraces. Football clubs, please ban it from your premises. It won't mean less crowd, more spaces. All you might say, have more black faces. Salute the black football, you. Long time they've been taking a lot of abuse. There we are, gives you a flavour of the song. Mm, that's good. Uh, you might see a few more black faces, I think it's a fantastic line. Uh, <laughs> Troy and McAbee, good afternoon, good to see you. Good afternoon, Greg. Yeah, greetings, nice to be here. Yeah, it's, it, it's, I mean, we'll, we'll play, we'll play the, try and play a little bit more of the song at the end, but it's, uh, it's fantastic. I mean, what, what was the kind of inspiration to, to revisit uh, an old song and give it a new lyric? Yeah, well, I'm a avid football fan, you know, I've been playing football from I was a little youth, you know, uh, on the streets of Wolverhampton. I was born in Wolverhampton, you know, and used to play until we couldn't see the ball anymore at night time, you know, <laughs> and then I went into the school team and I got into an amateur team and so we just love football, you know, yeah. and we like to go to football matches, but because of certain things which happen, because of, like, the racism that you see a lot of the times, even, like, um, back in the 70s, we didn't used to go a lot, you know, so seeing all the racism still existing this year, you know, with yeah. some of the incidents which happened, it kind of, it, it kind of saddened me, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, I thought we'd gone through this, I thought we, we, we'd become bigger than that now. So I decided to revisit a song that I did like in about 25 years ago. And I, I wrote the song when um, Eric Cantona did his um, judo thing. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> Crystal Palace, yeah. Yeah, Crystal Palace, yeah. And I was saying, look at that, um, he's doing that and look at, Look at all the pressure that the black players have been getting all these years and they've, they've just been taking it, you know, yeah. and just been being professional and just carrying on and playing the game, you know, and entertaining the people. So I say we should salute them, celebrate the diversity, you know, mm. and just salute them instead of all these negative portrayals. Just salute them and put a positive slant onto them, you know. Yeah. So That's good, Troy, isn't it, to have a positive slant? Because... The evening that we went to that you put on, yeah. which was a fantastic evening, but I, I, I wouldn't say I went left there feeling overly positive, yeah. you know, because it, 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 we've still got big problems. Yeah. When you, we heard those great black players talking about what they'd experienced, you, you felt bad, you mm. know, you did. 
I think, you know, you have to still tell that story, but I think the positivity now around the song shows people that, you know, mm. what a diverse playing area can be like mm. or a diverse workforce can, what it can bring to the game. And just the, the lyrics alone, the fact that this was created 25 years ago almost, you know, on an incident that shocked the footballing nation, do you know what I mean? But we're using that as a positive now. And, and like I said, when I touched base with Maccabee, I just thought, wow, this could be played in stadiums. This could be an educational piece. It could be something that could, you know, rather than all the negative stereotypes that yeah, we all appreciate and yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. Mm. this could be something that could really put a positive spin. Um, and he's got me singing the song, so that's the most important thing. Yeah. I think people do react better to a positive story rather than a negative, because they, even feeling bad makes you feel better. So yeah. you, you kind of want to get away from it, whereas something you can join in and it has a joy about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, in, in the way he's describing it as well, in terms of that joy, he's still talking about the negative stereotypes, mm. but he's now putting a different spin on, if you don't mind me saying for you. Um, and I think that it's something that really we could the game itself and people around the game could take on board and you know start being influenced by its positivity yeah. you know just the the, mm. the word salute you know and the diversity so the different narratives that are in there are real positive narratives and i think we can talk about the negatives all day long and you know i often come in and feel like you had just said andy get quite down about the negatives mm. to be mm. honest but to put a, a positive spin on it is great for me yeah, you're right, Mike. I mean, it's, it's been a it's, it's been a particularly bad year. This feels very timely. I mean, I think some stuff went on last season. We thought, you know, finished 25, 30 years ago, but no, exactly. here it is, as you said, rearing its ugly head again. And uh, the thing is, um, 40 years ago, 40 years ago, yeah. a long time ago, um, I was at a football match. I was a very young person at a football match. Um, Len Castello's um, testimonial, and it was a black team. Versus the white team, mm -hmm. it was um, Cyril Regis and Laurie yeah, Cunningham, and yeah, yeah, all yeah, the greats, yeah, Bob Hazel, yeah. George Berry, and all them, were playing against a, a white team, and I was one of the fans, you know, who came to support because at that time there wasn't a lot of black people coming to watch the matches because of the racism, you know, because National Front was prevalent at that time, sure. you know. So I was one of those fans, and I think they were trying to get people together to show that yeah, you can come together because football. People don't realise how much football brings people together, mm. you know. Uh, for instance, I was in Senegal not too long ago and I was at the hotel and this man came up to me and I knew he was Welsh because of his accent. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, I said, uh, uh, how are you finding it? He says, Maccabee is great. But I can't do a Welsh accent. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, you're doing it then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Maccabee is great. And I said, why? He said, well, everybody I meet... They ask me, where are you from? And I say, Cardiff. And they all say, oh, we know Cardiff. They're in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? So yeah, of course. That's how big football is yeah. around the world, Africa, the Caribbean, mm. you know? So I just think that football has got a responsibility as well, you know? It's got to realise how big it is, how it brings people together. And you cannot really make the, the little minority, because it is a minority. Sure. Mess it up for everybody. Sure, know? absolutely. I mean, yeah. I hope it's better next season. You, you would hope after a season that we've had and all the stuff you've done, Troy, that mm. it would improve. And that's what we're looking for, aren't we? The, the negative thing is also, you know, the social media platforms. I think that's where we've really got to clamp down because that allows the people that many who do not even enter our stadiums, you know, to be to have that negative influence and spout the kind of the, the language that they do. So. You know, if we can get that right in some shape or form, and that's working with the social media companies, then, you know, like you say, hopefully next season is a positive one. 
in regards to what happens on the football pitch, but also what happens in the stadiums as well. And I know there's some great work going on in terms of fan initiatives that hopefully will come to light next mm. season. Um, and it'll be great to be a part of that to show those positive messages right across the board. And you're going to try and get the clubs on board with a song, hopefully get the clubs playing. I've, I've, would be I think... Good, I think something like this raises yeah. awareness straight away. Mm. You know, we're on radio. We're, we're with two guys that get it and understand it, and, and Maccabees here himself. So I think that, you know, if we can get this out a little bit more, it's certainly a start of pushing, you know, the song out to them. And, you know, whether it's through their foundation phases or whether it's, you know, through, I don't know, I'd love to hear it played in a stadium one yeah. time with well, the lyrics up. A little you know? live performance in Molyneux. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that, would be, yeah. that would be nice. That would yeah, be, that nice, would be nice. That's a massive plug, that is. So, yeah. Well, Walls are a good club. I'm yeah. sure they could sort that out for yeah you. it be would fantastic. be brilliant yeah, yeah. Um, just uh, you've you worked with some great people over the years and just you've worked with uh, Whalers and Burning Spear and people like that did you ever have a kick about with Bob Marley because he was supposed to be quite a decent footballer in his day no I met him but um, I didn't really have a kick about with him yeah. I'm, I'm a big defender you know so <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like get, no I'm like the Van Dyke yeah. type of, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> company type you know and <laughs> you may know Maccabee uh, your kids may know him as well because he's a, he's a viral YouTube sensation you've been doing these little traditional uh, uh, sorry um, nutritional uh, videos on YouTube and they're really taken off haven't they yeah it's not just YouTube it's like Facebook Facebook uh, yeah, Facebook yeah. and Instagram um, like on Facebook I got like half a million people following amazing and, that's incredible and Instagram three Hundred thousand and in YouTube is doing well as well. Um, we were in cucumbers at over a hundred uh, million. Know. <laughs> it's good though. I've, I've, watched, yeah. I've watched them for when we were doing the, the, the Harry Hill show. I watched them. And they were fantastic. They were really yeah, good. You've done your homework. That's good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, very good. Very impressed. Yeah. Well, look, lovely to see you both. And, Absolute pleasure. Uh, thanks for doing this, Michael. It's a brilliant, brilliant song. And we hope the clubs do embrace it and fantastic. play it next season. And uh, Troy, more power to you. We'll catch up with you thanks soon. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. No worries. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. If you just put. Uh, Maka B, M-A-C-K-A, kick races them out of football uh, into the Google search. You'll see the video. And there is an a cappella version. There's one of you just singing it as well, isn't there? There's, there's the musical one and the and the one where there's just you giving us the lyric as well. That was um, the Instagram because um, at the time I had the lyric from, say, 25 years ago and all these things were happening. So I did an a cappella on Instagram. Yeah. And it got like 100,000 views like in a day. So Brilliant. it says, oh, some people were saying to me, Maccabee, where's the song? Where's the song? <laughs> so we put out the song again. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. good. Brilliant. Uh, good to see you both. It's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, as always, at this time of year, we're, we're joined by uh, a host of comedians who are building up the Edinburgh Festival, and we're going to be up there doing a couple of shows with our oh, friends yes. at Green King. We're very much looking forward to that in uh, mid-August. Uh, uh, if you're up there, you can catch Matt Price with uh, one of the better-named shows we've certainly come across. He'll be at the uh, Underbelly Clover between the 31st of July and the 25th of August, and his show is called Broken Hooters and Geezers with Shooters. Good afternoon, Matt. Hello, thank you very much for having me, guys. It's, it's a great, great pleasure, <laughs> yeah. As I said, unlike other shows where they had to just come up with a title because they haven't written the show yet, which is often the case, this very much ties into what your show's about, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does. I, to give you a potted history, I've spent about 10 years in the company of hardened criminals. I have to say, <laughs> retired. Inside, have you? Well, not yet. All right, I went to Broadmoor, did a gig in Broadmoor. Wow. Once, yeah, I did. There was a cannibal in there whose name is Peter, and I'm not lying to you, 10 minutes in, it's not going very well, as you can imagine, as a comedian, because what do you talk about? You yeah, know? exactly. And you can't really interact with them. And somebody shouted out, eat him, Peter, ten oh, minutes no. in. So, <laughs> what a heckle. Wow, that's, you know, a, that's a bad heckle, isn't it? It's a <laughs> bad heckle, and it's one that I've dined out on for many, many years. <laughs> of course, so has he. Wow, yeah, what, the, the, the Broadmoor crowd, a tough tough crowd generally, or are they up for a laugh? Well, put it this way, <laughs> up for a laugh, put it this way, I'm glad, we're, you know when comedians say oh it's great to be here yeah it's great to be anywhere but Broadmoor. Yeah. genuinely yeah i'm it sure really it probably is. is so how did you find yourself in the company of uh, of hardened criminals for, t- well, for a decade there's kind of a sad part to this story yeah, as yeah. well do, do, do you want to be slightly sad for a well, second yeah, yeah, well, we, we need to know the background yeah, right. okay yeah, yeah right the background is this okay it's not me and the missus mm. are very happy Okay, yeah. her name is Martha McBride. She's a love of my life. Yeah. Thirteen years ago, she was attacked. That—that's the sad part. Now, right. thirteen years is a long time, all mm. right, and I've managed to come to terms with it, and so has she. That attack changed our lives. I went to see someone in the Glaswegian criminal underworld, and now right. already I sound like the guy in the pub who yeah. drinks alone, who just makes stuff up. I do know that. If you <laughs> listeners now, if you get less listeners now because of me, yeah. I apologise in advance, okay? <laughs> so I sound, I just sound like I'm mad. I sound like I'd be outside in the street shouting at traffic if I wasn't here, right? But she, I went to go and, go and see this guy, and I he was a player in the Glaswegian underworld, yeah. and I promised Martha that I wouldn't do anything, I wouldn't take any violent revenge. So the Sun newspaper, of course, said that I went to hire a hitman. Mm. That's not strictly true. I, right. I'm quite embarrassed by this. He actually said to me, what do you want? And I said, I don't know. Have you got um, a brochure? <laughs> I, I, a priceless kind of because I, I said to him look I'm kind of window shopping yeah. which seems like the worst thing you can possibly say yeah. and he talked me through how it works and the guy who attacked her was a drug dealer so I know all about drug dealing obviously I don't do it myself but I know about the life mm. well fast forward then to happier times a guy called Stabvest Steve now this is ridiculous isn't it Who yeah. sell, he sells Stabvest get, gets in touch so even in says, that world the alliteration is important though isn't it which it's is, vital which is great. It is it's vital it's vital yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you guys are celebrities, so I can do you a decent stab fest if you need one. I don't want to invite that, but but, but I can. If you yeah. need a knuckle duster, 
Well, I think yeah. Andy may maybe occasionally need one. He starts having to go out the opposition teams. But yeah, so Stabfest Steve. Yeah. Stabfest Steve phones me up and he starts the, the conversation by saying, look, I'm not a weirdo. Well, I mean, I've done that with this interview, haven't yeah. I, essentially? You know, but at least we're, we're still here. Yeah. You haven't cut me off air yet. No. Uh, would you? My nan thinks you're a nice man. Would you like to come and have dinner with us? And I thought, well, I can't resist. Yeah, of course. You know when you get to that point in life, I don't know if you have, where, where you think, I need to say yes to more things. Bring a bottle, but obviously not a broken one. <laughs> that's, that's obviously what he says when you go to dinner. It's damn best Steve. I might nick that for the show, no, actually. Yours, Thank you very it's, much. It's yeah. yours. I, I've got no use for it. It's very much in context. It's well, I know what comedians are like. They'll go, oh, yeah, he went on talk sport and they were writing jokes for him now <laughs> honestly it's a competitive industry hello to the other comedians by the way i don't mean you yeah. but so i then i then get a phone call from somebody else oh do you want to come up to my house yeah uh, and he was a former gangland criminal and he said would you like to go strike my book for me now in the spirit of not saying no to things i said yes of course i would without <laughs> thinking what that would involve yeah and the show is about these two guys who were retired from crime and our friendship, really, and in a way, and, and this is the sort of slightly wishy-washy bit, but but it's true, mm. they changed my life, you know. Yeah. And they're, they're great fun. And in that world, they are naturally humorous anyway. Mm. I mean, a, a few weeks ago... Did, did you complete the book? Uh, that's what you need to come and find out on the show. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. so, so, but the we'll title, the title, Broken Hooters and Geese with Shooters, I thought, well, it's the sort of thing that it would make a very good title for a, a British crime movie yeah, yeah, yeah. or a book. So that was where it came from. So mm. yeah, so, so like you said, it's completely in keeping with the show. But it's me, a fish out of water, a fat bloke from Cornwall. <laughs> um, in barely, that company. Yeah. In that company. Barely. Yeah. I, mean, I, I interviewed a guy three weeks ago who chopped someone's arm off with an axe. Wow. And I think I'm the only performer at the Edinburgh Festival who can actually <laughs> boast in that way. Yeah, well, and, would, so yeah. you're still researching this. Is that for the show or for another well, project? Do you know, I'm actually doing a podcast and I, it's am I, am I allowed to tell you about that? Yeah, of course you I, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come no, on your no, show and no, I'm not talking at you. It's called Conversations with Criminals. Right. Which, again, is not a bad title because yeah. it does exactly what it says on the Well, tin. the criminal podcast, I mean, the crime podcast is, is a huge thing, isn't it? Very it's, popular. Lots of them. Do you know, it's massive at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, it wasn't something that I really planned, but the, the conversations that I've had with various people were so fascinating and so compelling and I, I want to say as well I don't glamorise crime in any way I mm. really because it's not glamorous no it's, of course it, not it's glamorous if you're 25 and yeah. you're making an awful lot of money doing something you shouldn't be doing but and you will get caught mm. and you will go to jail and, yeah. I, and the podcast Conversation with Criminals it actually it answers the questions that I might have had to have answered had I have gone to jail for taking violent revenge. Yeah. And I'm wow. so glad that I didn't, because otherwise I wouldn't be here. No, indeed. You you love your boxing as well, we understand, Matt. You're a bit of a boxing I fan. I do. I'm a huge fan. I, where, where do we start with that? I mean, yeah. really, I, you know... What, was, what got you into it, then? As a, as well, a, my grandma... Okay. My, my she, grandma... She didn't box, did she? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she had... I tell you what, even Tyson Fury wouldn't want to stare her out, I can assure you. She, she could, if she would say, Tyson, because she's from Cornwall, yeah. you're not going to take me out, my boy. And I reckon even he would turn his back on her. If he's listening, hello. Yeah. I was joking. Um, she liked Frank Bruno. And we used to watch... I was brought up by my grandparents and we would sit there when I was a little kid and we'd watch yeah. Frank Bruno. And then, of course, mm. there was the, the amazing time during the 80s when... Um, when you Mike had, Tyson, of course, we became very big, didn't he, around that sort of era? Tyson looked unstoppable, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
looked unstoppable. Yeah. But also, I like the super middleweight division as well. So, Steve Collins and yeah. Eubank and Nigel Benn. Nigel Benn was yeah. a huge hero. Of course, boxing has been a sport of a I mean, back in the day and throughout history with kind of underworld uh, connections. You know, you're going down in the third and all that. It's, uh, mm. I don't know if you've spoken to anybody who's been involved in a bit of that. You know, it's not going to be your night, Rocky. That, <laughs> that type of uh, Weirdly, yes, I have. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not a grass, so I'm yeah. obviously not no, going to tell you go into great detail. But um, no I one actually, likes a grass, do they? Absolutely. Well, really, do you know no. what? I, <laughs> I went to, I watched a bare knuckle boxing fight. Mm. That was fascinating. That, wow. That's becoming a lot bigger now. Yeah, yeah I've noticed well. a few kind of fly kind of posters popping up. That's, I'm yeah, not convinced wow, about that's, that. I just wonder, yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. The, yeah, the gloves bit, are padded for a reason. It's a bit concerning, yeah. isn't it, really? It's horrible because yeah. it, it's actually more gory to look at. Sure, of course. I don't want to be disparaging of anyone. I don't think they got oh, my, quite the same skill level. Yeah. And this is coming from a bloke. I, I would run away. I'm not I'm not into <laughs> it myself. But, it, but it's interesting to watch. I would recommend going yeah. to see one just to see whether you like it or not and to be in that environment. Did you well. hear about it? Because, I mean, I wouldn't. If somebody said to me, I want to go bare-knuckle boxing tonight, I wouldn't know where to take them or where to yeah. go. Well, bare knuckle boxing centre, Chiswick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's Can one you round imagine? The corner, one round the corner. <laughs> yeah, there would be yeah, one yeah. in Chiswick. Yeah, <laughs> it's becoming more mainstream though. Yeah. It is. It's becoming. More, I mean, Paulie Malinacci fought at the weekend. I did. I saw well, the I pictures. Yeah, why that was. Why did? Yeah. I, I thought. Wonder why he looked so yeah. beaten up. He broke his hand. I mean, it looked like his hand oh, was yeah. broken afterwards, oh. and the other guy really went for it. The, the Russian fella. It was Listen, it was interesting. Well, look, if uh, we're going to be up there, so hopefully we'll see you in Edinburgh in the middle of August. We're going to be mm. up and we'll get you on for a bit of a chat. We'd love to know how the show's going. Because oh, I, that'd be amazing. It, is, um, it sounds it, fun, actually. It is. It mm. does sound like a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, you're going to be on at 6.50. A good time. You know, out that kind of mayhem, the 8, 9, 10 o'clock mayhem. It's a good time to come and see you, isn't it? I think 6. so. 6.50 in the evening. Yes. Um, at, at the under uh, Underbelly uh, Clover. Are you doing any warm-up gigs in the build-up to that at uh, all, Oh, I have then? various previews. I'm actually in Plymouth at the B Bar, and I forget what date it was, but that's coming up quite soon, so I'll be down there. Brilliant. Okay. Do, doing a solo show. So, And, of course, there's various previews. I think I'm doing the Shaftesbury Fringe and various co comedy circuit gigs as well. Okay. But I'll be ready. I'll, I'll be ready by Edinburgh. I'm looking forward to it. It is a lot of fun. It really is. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the best at selling myself. <laughs> well, look, you've, I'd no, say you've done, done, done very yeah. well today, Matt, because I'm, I'm, intr I'm intrigued, but I think yeah. we're going to come and see you, definitely. Oh, fantastic. Well, guys, you'd be very well. Welcome and listen. Don't pay because you've got contacts. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've got, we've got contacts in the and in the underworld now. Oh, of yeah, course, which will be quite useful. <laughs> um, say you wanted to say you know you've kind of felt the bloke you worked with for fifteen years maybe had outlived his usefulness and you wanted him. I mean, we are quite close to the end. <laughs> can can uh, longer have, than fifteen years? Have you yeah, Sorry, look, that's the only thing that's bothering you. The, the actual period of time, not the fact I want to chuck you in the river. Uh, good to see you, Matt. Best of luck with the show. Thank and, you so much uh, for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. Great Broken hooters you. and geezers with uh, shooters. Uh, Matt Price's show uh, up in uh, Edinburgh. And around. Go and check him out. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, Matt Price Comedy, mattpricecomedian.com uh, online, and Conversations with Criminals. Uh, you can, I swear you can find that wherever we find any of our podcasts, can't we? Really, just put that into the search. You can actually go on the website. I've, I've got have a website now, www.conversationswithcriminals.com. Excellent. Okay, go and check those out and, uh, and listen to the podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I was listening to Laura this morning, Laura and Ellie, and mm. uh, she was sort of being quite sarcastic about Spurs finally buying a place. I was thinking, yeah, they're spending more than you're going to spend your entire transfer budget as an Arsenal <laughs> fan. <laughs> 
Well, it has been a while. I've forgotten what the feeling's like to actually see a player holding up the shirt. It's been a while. And Jack Clark as well. He looks like Yeah, yeah. I was just chatting to David outside, who's a Leeds fan, about Jack Clark. Don't know much about him. What did he say? Well, they kind of felt that I think Leeds fans felt he could have gone for a bit more money. He had a he had a a kind of a purple patch for the club, and then was I think he was kind of taken ill at Middlesbrough, and I think kind of struggled to find his feet again after that. But I mean, he's eighteen. Yeah, he was making the point that he thinks that you know how much first team football he see will he go out on loan again I don't know but I think mean, he rates him as a player I think Leeds fans generally do but he is very young you know, I, I can't see the yeah. point for Spurs of doing that because what you want is yeah. him training with Poch training with Harry Kane training with all the great players you've yeah. got that, that's how he'll improve I can't see if he's going to send him out on loan you might as well keep him at Leeds well, I mean, or buy him and then send him back to Leeds I mean that's sort of I idea. mean Tim Vickery talked about mm. Davison Sanchez said one for the future and, he, and uh, Poch threw him straight in and, yeah, he's, uh, and he's good like that he did pretty yeah, well good. anyway yeah. did, I just want to get through some of these because the listeners were good oh, enough yeah, to they, send they them are in. good yeah I did mention that, uh, that a new survey says the charcoal grill is the most common name for a takeaway in the UK and they're all in there the golden mm. dragon best kebab, munches, China Garden, etc., uh, etc., et Great Wall. And you've been telling us about some of the standout uh, humourable ones, as Stuart Pierce would say, that you've noticed over the years, um, as opposed to the common ones. Nice one from Sam there, Only Food and Sources, which was uh, one good, he yeah. came across. <laughs> of the obvious walk this way, says uh, Andy. Um, a few people, Mark Carter sent this one in, and uh, Chris from South Wales. Uh, Jason Donovan even sent us a picture oh, yeah, of it. I've heard of that good. before. A fish called Rhonda, which is a chip shop in Wales, it's we're good. told. Uh, the Fishkatek in Waterloo Road, <laughs> says Michael. Oh, yeah, um, the well, Spice yeah. Grills in Glasgow from Jim. Thank you, Jim. This is a good the one. The Spice Grills, yeah. that's great. Just for laughs <laughs> in Soho. Top notch <laughs> falafel, says Phil well, of course, Amazon. What else would it be? It's good, though. It's good, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, <laughs> pizza shop, Caxton Street in Brisbane, uh, Howard tells us, next to the Suncor Stadium, called Slice Slice Baby. That's a good one. That's good. I saw a mobile chip van in Litchfield once called I Believe I Can Fry. <laughs> that hasn't aged well. Uh, that's from uh, Nick uh, in Hull. And uh, a Chinese in uh, Shirley in the Midlands is called Shirley Temple, says John. So thanks for all of those. You can keep them coming. We'll squeeze a few more in. Uh, the uh, f- comic names of uh, the takeaways of Great Britain and beyond. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Uh, this afternoon. I love this take on the uh, Cameroon uh, behaviour in the England game in the mm. Women's World Cup uh, from Peter Ford, who wrote to The Sun today, yeah. from Clacton on CN Essex. He says, Yes, the behaviour of some of the Cameroon players in the Women's World Cup match with England was shameful. But who can blame them? Yeah. VAR is supporting the game as we know it. Why do we have to have it? I think you can't really blame VAR for that, can you, no, really? It got it right, didn't it? He got it right, and yeah. also, you know, it was the way they reacted to it, not not the VAR. Very exciting game last night. They saw the, the, the last half hour of Japan Holland. I mean, Japan was so unlucky; they were brilliant. They did everything but score, mm. which we know is obviously is the most important thing. But they were sensational, and then a, a, a VAR mm. penalty, probably the right call, actually, right at the end for Holland, and they, and they nicked it too. Looked to pen that one. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, now remember, we used to have a thing on the show when the Beckhams were at their heights, where people would write some. Something terrible about the Beckhams, but always say 
Nobody likes the Beckhams more than me, but... But, but yeah. And today, you reminded me of that. It's a classic one. Nobody likes the Beckhams more than uh, the guy who writes the bizarre column in The Sun. But. But. Yeah. Um, David Beckham's descent into a figure of total ridicule has reached new depths. I don't know about that. <laughs> really? I've not noticed that. I've not noticed it. The former footballer slipped into this shirt-tying green waistcoat and bucket hat combo for a fishing trip with yeah he was dressed for a fishing trip yeah that's right you dress appropriately don't you yeah. clearly thinks he looks quite the country squire but I reckon it wouldn't look out of place, place in a fancy dress shirt well not really that's that's what people wear when they go fishing yeah. and it just goes on like that really he's squeezing a couple of equally ridiculous shirt tie wader outfits yeah fishing for the benefit <laughs> of the followers before whipping his top off for a swim well probably oh he said it was damn cold uh, but there you go so okay. fine alright poor old David well, he can survive. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Tomorrow we're talking netball. One of the top players in the world. Mm, Join yeah, us in the amazing. studio. And um, Andy's got a, a fitness book for footballers. I mean, not bringing it out, but you're taking it home to read. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be pushing it out a bit. So that and all sorts of other stuff. We're looking ahead to England uh, against Norway Hawks and the Women's World Cup. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, well, actually, hopefully we will anyway. Thanks for downloading us. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.